0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through.
1: Our guest is Cameron Brandt, Director of Research at Emerging Portfolio Fund Research, EPFR. Joining us with us live here, or joining us live, uh, hopefully with some pearls of wisdom, Cameron, thank you very much for taking out the time. Well, the the advance by the military in Ukraine uh, on ground that's been controlled by Russia would seem to be good for the euro. I mean, it could be good for a lot of people as well. But the euro is advancing this morning. Just your thoughts on that as we as we come out of the weekend. Um, well,
2: it's uh, you know certainly extremely impressive what Ukraine has been able to achieve. Um, as with everything in life. Uh, Being careful not to overreact may be the the real point here, both in in terms of them advancing beyond their supply lines, which, uh, you know, they're certainly talking as if they understand. Um, But also, this is going to encourage those who, who want a negotiated settlement, even if it means the Ukraine not. Uh, getting back everything it's lost so that life can go back to some semblance of normal. So I think uh, after, you know, this burst of euphoria uh, is over, you know, we'll, be, we'll, we'll sort of some thornier questions, both in Ukraine and uh, among its supporters in Europe, will raise their heads.
0: But you see, the thing is, uh, ultimately, if you push uh, Vladimir Putin into the into a corner, he may reassess uh, his military g- campaign thus far, and it could actually, unfortunately, result in more, let's say, aggressive actions from Moscow. Not least, of course, uh, the N word.
2: Uh, that's true. I, you know, I'm I'm not in the camp that thinks that uh, Russia will turn to nuclear weapons, but. Uh, I would qualify that by saying that uh, what looked extremely unlikely uh, uh, earlier in the conflict, which was the Ukraine retaking Crimea, uh, is starting to look less unlikely. uh, And that really would (laughs) keep pressure on Putin and, and his inner circle,
1: Yeah. Well, it's probably too soon, you know, to really be playing it. As you mentioned uh, in your opening comments, uh, uh, Europe still looks uh, like a kind of rocky terrain. Let's talk a little (laughs) bit more about the big macro picture, and particularly with the U.S. The the bond market there seems to be suggesting that the Fed could pull off a soft landing. Uh, In addition to the five-year tips that I mentioned a few moments ago, the five-year, five-year inflation swap rate is down to 2.52%. Now, that is suggesting that there's better times ahead. Do you buy it?
2: Um, I'm not sure I'd buy it, but I agree with you that uh, a lot of uh, investors do believe that that's a likely outcome. Um, one of the things, though, that I've been paying a bit of attention to recently, and has really slipped under the radar screen for some time, is the fact that in addition to the, the interest rate uh, hikes, uh, the fed is also running down its balance sheet um mm-hmm. now the amounts in the general scheme of things have not been uh that big and certainly nothing to deter focusing it's on it's interest like, it's like an
1: invisible specter out there isn't it
2: right uh, and september one was the date that certainly in the timetable they released earlier this year was when that jumped from 47 billion a month to 95 billion uh, and we, saw, we did see a reaction in uh, flows to mortgage-backed funds and real estate funds this week.
0: Now, the, for, the, for the first time in uh, over six years, you, you're pointing out that equity funds with ESG or SRI mandates have posted outflows. Now, that's uh, uh, three consecutive weeks of that. you you tantalizing say that, but you don't tell us why.
2: Um, it, a good question because and there's no sort of one reason I think uh, more uh, an issue of uh,
1: uh, dire concern need.
2: about concern about what the new European regulations mean uh the fact that uh, Florida <laughs> a major state here in the us has Uh, sort of moved against it, Um, uh, a fair amount of bad publicity about what they call greenwashing, uh, and also performance. Uh, uh, ESG funds have not been uh, outperforming their non-ESG peers, and they usually come with a higher cost. Uh, But some of that was true uh, before this year and really before the third quarter, uh, and people were willing to overlook it, that seems to have changed.
1: Yeah, well, the need is out there for more energy now, and so people are sometimes mm-hmm. setting aside some of the loftier goals for uh, sort of meat and potatoes uh, needs. Uh, that's one thing. Um, if we look at um, the ways that you're playing your current view of the world, um, what's what's near the top of the list?
2: Um, well, certainly what the, the, the picture that we're seeing um, – uh, you know, we study fund flows. Uh, in the developed markets, it's it's uh, stepping up a search for income. Uh, so even though uh, bond markets have been somewhat volatile and under pressure, uh, there's a lot of demand for sovereign debt now that it's yields, yielding, uh, you know, more than a few basis points, uh, even if that yield is under the rates of inflation. Uh, and dividend equity funds remain extremely uh, popular. In the emerging market space, uh, basically, big is good. Um, you know, Russia's obviously on the sidelines at the moment, but uh, China equity funds continue to get, frankly, surprising levels of inflows. Uh, there's more interest in Brazil now that uh, expectations are that uh, a proven centrist may be in office by the end of the year. Uh, and we've seen a marked uptake in interest uh, in India which is shared on both sides. Um, diversified fund managers are increasing their exposure to that market, uh, and we're seeing a marked pickup in flows into dedicated India equity funds. Cameron, and-
0: uh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, something which happens. Uh, there's always uh, this old adage that, uh, well, India is gonna do very well, and in 10 years' time, India will do very well. It constantly is jammed <laughs> tomorrow. And of course, people say then, this time it's different, is it?
2: um i think i think the, the question you raise is very valid in, in the short run it's slightly different because uh you know it's fairly hard to think of, a, of 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 a stage being set the way covid last year set the stage for india to bounce back uh so you're getting some you know there's some real pent up demand um comparisons are extremely favorable um but, yeah, I think longer term, you do need to be cautious. Uh, India does have a, a, its demographic dividend, but that won't uh, last forever. And, uh, you know, economic policy continues to be uh, statist uh, despite uh, Prime Minister Modi's, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't say lip service, but you know, general enthusiasm for free markets.
0: Cameron, always a pleasure. Have a great uh, day. Have a great week as well. That's Cameron Bratt their Director of Research at Emerging Portfolio Fund Research EPFR getting his take on the market. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor q